At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. Tonight on Ram Showcase, the Rams have brought in safety Eric Weddle. We talk about what impact he could have on the Rams' defense. Plus, Sheriff Joe Bag's favorite player has been cut. Who steps into that role? And later, the Rams have a lot of decisions to make when it comes to their own free agents. We'll take a look at some of the names that could be returning for 2019. Next on Ram Showcase. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. Welcome back, Rams fans, to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Showcase. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys today. And uh, this is uh, the time of year where, uh, like right now, specifically just before free agency hits, that we just don't have too much to talk about. But the Rams have started making some offseason moves. Rams signed Eric Weddle to a two-year deal. The deal is worth $10.5 million, but could be worth up to 12.5 based on some incentives there. Uh, so this does uh, mean this is a pretty clear sign that safety LaMarcus Joyner will not be returning for the 2019 season. And I know that uh, Joyner has been kind of a fan favorite for a few years, but you know the, the 2018 season was not necessarily kind to LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, and some other Rams defenders as well. It wasn't the best season from some of these guys that we've seen. So uh, it does look like Joyner is on his way out. Um, he was on the franchise tag all last season. Uh, so uh, we all wish LaMarcus Joyner plenty of luck and success into the future, but it will definitely be with a new team. Uh, so Eric Weddle now is going to be your starting free safety for the Los Angeles Rams. Eric Weddle is 34 years old and doesn't have a lot of playing time left in him for sure. Uh, the safety still has performed at a high level, but age and the fact that he's coming off of a zero interception year could, in theory, be bad news. Uh, Weddle does bring experience and leadership to the Rams, and uh, my, my, my feelings on Weddle is, you know, this, is, this was a great year to need a safety as far as free agency goes, and it's a little bit unfortunate, in my opinion, that the Rams went for an old guy. Uh, but, you know, I feel like they have a plan. I feel like there's going to be a, a some something set in place for when Weddle actually is done playing, which very well could just be one or two more years, considering he is uh, 34. So uh, Weddle can, he he still is performing. And that's that's kind of my point on the on the age as well is, you know, a lot of people see 34 and they're saying, oh, he's washed up, he's trash, all this stuff. I've seen a lot of really mean comments about Eric Weddle, surprisingly, because uh, he's a great guy. But, 
Um, this is this is all happening right now. But I mean, last year, yes, zero interceptions, but he still had a really strong year. He still played on one of the best defenses in the league. The Ravens' defense last year was phenomenal. You know, especially later in the season, they really turned it on and they were shutting just about everybody down. So uh, I think a lot of people were surprised that that the Chargers were were able to handle the Ravens, but. You know, uh, Weddle coming over, I think that's a pretty solid sign for the Rams uh, for one or two seasons. You know, obviously this is not a long-term extension. Eric Weddle has appeared in six Pro Bowls, including the last three, and has been uh, first-team All-Pro two times in his career. Uh, Those two times were with the Chargers. And uh, I wanted to share the story with you guys because this is something, you know, uh, if you guys know me, uh, my father is a Chargers fan. And... So I've known a lot about Weddle. You know, he was actually one of my dad's favorite players when he was uh, with San Diego at the time. And one of my favorite stories, it was actually Weddle's last year in San Diego with the Chargers. And it was the final home game. They weren't in the playoffs. It was the final home game. Eric Weddle, in full uniform, went into the center field at, at Qualcomm Stadium went to the 50-yard line, and just sat there for what he said was about three or four hours. And he just kind of sat there and just soaked it in a little bit. You know, it's kind of like that Scorpion song, like after the smoke clears. That's kind of what I picture. I feel like that would have been a good song to play when this was happening. But I think that that tells a lot about Eric Weddle. I'll let you guys decide on on how you guys feel about that and what that could maybe say about uh, who this guy is and, and what he's all about. But I think the Rams are getting a pretty solid player. And uh, moving on here, uh, we've got some bad news. And um, you know what? I'm going to need some some soft, sad music here. Reggie, hit the soft, sad stuff. So the Rams have officially released linebacker Mark Barron. Mark Barron spent five years with the Rams, played in 67 games with the team, and most notably was Sheriff Joe Banks' favorite Ram for quite some time. Uh, Mark Barron did lead the Rams in tackles in 2015 and was second in tackles in 2016 and 17. The reason that I tell you guys that is I feel like people are very aggressive towards Barron and that I'm just some weirdo for thinking he's cool and that thinking he's good. Uh, he's actually pretty good, guys. So, I don't know. Um, he didn't necessarily fit the 3-4, and so I'm, I'm okay with this move. I want to I put that out there now. I'm okay with this move. Uh, and I think that last year he was hurt most of the year, but I think in you know week 16, 17, and into the playoffs, I think he was playing really, really strong football. And I think that's what he's going to give to his next team. So, uh, you know, I mentioned his stats because people, again, people have been very critical of of Mark Barron. And uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily warranted. And you guys are being mean, okay? So leave Mark Barron alone. Holy moly. Just leave him alone. He's a good guy. So with that comes the official announcement uh, that I'm making here today with you guys of Sheriff Joe Bag's new favorite player. You gotta replace it, right? I mean, I kind of spent a day in mourning, and I really appreciate the privacy that you guys gave me and my family during their time of mourning. But 
I think it's time now. Hold on, hold on. We need to, we need to up the music now. Thank you, Reggie. So, Sheriff Joe Bags, 2019 and on until until further notice. Sheriff Joe Bags' favorite Ram will be wide receiver Josh Reynolds. I feel like you guys all kind of saw that one coming. That's a pretty easy one to uh, <laughs> to figure out. I uh, I'm a big Texas A&M fan, and uh, well, not the biggest, but I, I watched Texas A&M football and. You know, watched Josh Reynolds' entire career there. I thought he was he was very, very solid receiver all throughout college. But he's honestly playing way better than he ever did in college with the Rams. So that's really good to see. And you know, I'm excited for this guy. I think he's he's better than I think he's getting credit for. And he did a great job filling in for Cooper Cup this year. So uh, Josh Reynolds, that's it. Number 83. Let's do this thing. So. Uh, that's the new uh, Sheriff Joe Bag's favorite Ram is Josh Reynolds, and we're kind of going all over the place. You know, I I'm, I don't really have a position. For a while, it was corners. It was like Cortland Finnegan, and then Janoris Jenkins, and then it was True for one year. And you know, it's just kind of uh, that was a position group for a while. Then Mark Barron, I just think he's awesome. Um, I can't really even explain. I can't because I don't know. If I if I did understand, then I could explain it to you guys hopefully, but I don't. So. That's the explanation you guys get. So, Josh Reynolds, let's do this thing. 2019 is Joshy's time to shine. Yeah, I call him Joshy, apparently. That's the first time I've done that, but it's apparently a thing now. It's going to stick. So, uh, let me get to a couple of fan quesos here. I'm going to try to spread these out. I'm actually not going to do a break for you guys because we are a little bit um, uh, light on the news this week. So, let me pull up a couple for you guys. These first ones come from Phoebus. Phoebus wants to know... Uh, first question here, he's got two for me. Is there a max number of uh, compensatory picks that a team can receive in a given year? I see less taking the Patriot approach and letting free agents walk and getting those additional picks. So actually, there is a cap on how many uh, compensatory picks you can get, and that is four. You can get a maximum of four every year, uh, and that's if things fall into the proper place. And we actually, nobody actually knows the formula that the NFL uses to decide who gets what round and everything like that. We actually, we've not known that. We have an idea of how it's done, but we actually don't know for sure what the process actually looks like on that. But the max is four. Uh, Second one here from Fetus. How does redoing a contract and converting a portion of it to a signing bonus affect our cap benefits and downside? Uh, so, I mean, as far as the downside, I, would, I wouldn't I would say that there's really a big downside except for that money is now gone. The only thing that happens here is, well, the, the downside, I mean, is once you give that guy that, that bonus money, that's his money now. If you cut him or anything like that, that's that doesn't exist. Like, you can't just get that back. So uh, that's where that kind of hurts you. Uh, but on the flip side of that, when you do convert that money into bonus money, that now doesn't go against the the yearly cap because the the game checks are going to be less. So you're just pushing that money forward. And we did that just a couple years ago with Johnny Hecker. We actually uh, converted some of his money to bonus money so that we could lo- uh, loosen up some cap space. And that was a that was a beneficial position to be in because uh, you know Johnny Hecker wasn't going anywhere. We knew that. We knew that you know we were going to pay him that money either way because he's in a position that doesn't really get hurt ever. Uh, he's going to be there for a while because he's one of the best in the game, if not the best at what he does in the NFL right now. So uh, that was a good move. But uh, we do have some players that this, I think, could be done with right now. And I, I mean, I could go break it down for you in a whole list 
uh, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so sorry about that. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. It, it just it really just depends on on the player and the the actual situation that you're in. Because like right now, there's there are some players that it wouldn't make sense to do that with. Like of course. A guy like maybe Aaron Donald, I, I think it wouldn't make a lot of sense just because he is under contract for so many years. Uh, that money we're counting it, we're counting it anyway. So um, I, I don't think anybody on the Rams roster right now actually would would, would really be a part of this. So uh, next question here. This is actually one I missed a couple last week, and that is totally my bad. Uh, I do take full responsibility for that. Again, like with the late show, again that's fully my responsibility. I do apologize, but in my defense, I was doing homework. This, I'm in science now, and my last class was intense. It was all sports-related, but this one's science, and I'm just bad at it, so it takes a lot of time and a lot of attention. Now, this next question here does come from Joel, though. This one was supposed to be last week, so I apologize about that, Joel. Uh, but it says, hypothetically, if uh, Todd Gurley has, say, say Todd Gurley only has two years left, uh, does he have a chance, or if, let me reword, I well, I tried to reword it, it didn't work out. If Todd Gurley only has two years left and if he plays in the next two years like he has in the in the most recent two years does he have a chance to get to the hall of fame i don't think so but at the same time i also don't know how to explain to you guys what the todd Gurley situation is even all about because there's really no information and it, that's a, kind of a lame part of this right now is because the, the team's not talking he's not talking no one's talking about this all we're kind of hearing is that he's got arthritis in his knee. And you know what? I think that the the lack of communication is making me feel better about it. And I don't know if that's necessarily the correct path, but I, I'm starting to feel like fans are blowing this up way more than it actually is needing to be blown up. So uh, if he did have the next two years, if he p- plays like he did the last two, I don't think that would be enough to get into, get him into the Hall of Fame unless you also tie on some rings to that or something else. So, uh, you know, and then, of course, he's only had one uh, one really decent playoff game. And then the, his two most recent ones were kind of not good at all. So, uh, so you got that going, too. And uh, I'm going to do one more here, and then we'll ask the rest uh, later on at the end. Uh, so this one is... Uh, let's see here. Will the Rams' new stadium have grass or artificial turf? Uh, this one is actually, uh, I, I did find this finally. Uh, it is available. It is going to have artificial turf, so no grass for the Rams once uh, we move into the new stadium. We are entering the final year at the Coliseum right now, though, so uh, we're getting close, guys. We are getting very, very close. All right, let's see here. Next up, oh, legal tampering begins tomorrow, which is Monday. I'm recording this right now on uh, it's a Sunday night, 8 p.m. right now in, uh, in Colorado. So a little bit later of a show for you guys. And uh, I do plan on, by the way, I do plan on getting back to my regular Wednesday schedule. But speaking of Wednesday, uh, 1 p.m. L.A. time, the new league year officially begins and free agency starts, and all contracts that are ending in for the for this season are up. So it's all over at that point, and it's a free-for-all. And I have kind of a feeling that the Rams are going to be kind of big players again, uh, considering that they didn't do what they set out to do. I mean, a lot of people kind of felt like this was a Super Bowl or bust year, and obviously it didn't work out that way. So I think this team's going to try to get better. And, you know, with, with what I know about Sean McVay, what I know about Les Snead, 
These guys obviously are not going to take last year and say, okay, well, we got pretty close. Let's try it again that way. I, I just feel like they're going to make some moves. And obviously already starting with Eric Weddle, you know, bringing in some veteran leadership, I think is very beneficial. So uh, with that in mind, I'm not going to give you guys a bunch of random names of guys who I think the Rams should target because that's available on just about every other Rams podcast you can find. So what we're going to talk about real fast is uh, some extensions that could come this offseason for guys who are under contract for this next year, uh, but we could see extensions come as early as this offseason. So my first one is cornerback Marcus Peters. I was kind of starting to feel like Marcus Peters was not going to be sticking around, and I'm now starting to feel like, because of where we're at now, time timeline-wise, we're on you know March 10th now, so... Uh, there's been no rumblings whatsoever about Marcus Peters' future with the Rams, so I'm going to assume that the Rams want to kind of keep him around, and this is a year that we could give him an extension because he is under contract this year, but uh, also I think that this this season really could be his prove-it year of show us what you can do on the field in our scheme and all that stuff. So, uh, But he is one. Uh, I think Greg Zerline is almost certain to get extended this offseason, uh, tight end Tyler Higby, I think, is definitely a candidate, but I'm not totally 100% confident that he will get extended, especially with uh, with Gerald Everett getting so much playing time. Even when Tyler Higby's starting, we saw multiple occasions this year that uh, the Gerald, uh, Gerald Everett was getting a higher percentage of snaps uh, over Tyler Higby despite not starting. And then uh, right guard Austin Blythe, I think that he is absolutely in position to be extended by the Rams, especially with his versatility. He can play center as well, which he might have to do this year. We'll kind of keep posted on that. And then uh, quarterback Jared Goff, which he is uh, under contract. His his contract expires in 2021. So this is not a critical thing to do right now, but uh, that is uh, considering the fifth year option, by the way. So uh, the, the Rams do have options with Jared Goff, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him get an extension this early. Uh, we've seen it happen. You know, the Rams gave Todd Gurley an extension when he still had two years on his contract, so it's definitely a possibility. Uh, some free agents that the Rams could still bring back. These are guys that I'm not completely sold or are gone, and you know, we haven't brought anybody back yet, but I'm, I'm waiting for those conversations to happen. Um, so uh, Dante Fowler is going to be the first one linebacker Dante Fowler I think he's absolutely in a position to return to the Rams and I think the Rams really want him back uh, especially based off Les Snead's comments who basically pegged uh, pegged Dante Fowler as the most important free agent that the Rams have to to return running back CJ Anderson with the news of Todd Gurley and the uncertainty of what that news even means at this point uh, I would say C.J. Anderson is absolutely a candidate to return, although I will say I think that Rams fans have a, a little bit of a skewed opinion on C.J. Anderson. He had barely any carries all year, comes to us in Week 16, and he's playing against guys who have been on the field all year and who are beat up and, and not 100% anymore. And, you know, he was able to sustain that success for, what was it, three games that he had real, like that he was doing really well. Uh, but historically... C.J. Anderson's been pretty okay. He hasn't been this savior running back that we've been missing or that the, that the NFL just doesn't know about. He's not a secret. Uh, he's just not as good as I think some of us believe that he is because he came in and did so well for us this year, and it definitely helped this team. And I, I would say that C.J. Anderson 100% helped the Rams get to the Super Bowl this year, but 
He's had one season over 1,000 yards where he barely hit it. I think it was 1,006, and uh, that was his final year with the Broncos. And, you know, I, I don't think that this guy's some kind of secret weapon. I just think that, you know, he kind of came into the right situation at the right time, and it kind of just worked out for him. Uh, so that being said, I think C.J. Anderson is going to go off somewhere uh, somewhere else, although I do think that the Rams will at least have a conversation with him to bring him back. Uh, but I think he's going to go somewhere else. I think he's going to get a decent payday. I hope he starts, and I hope he does well. But historically speaking, I, I'm we're looking at like an 800-yard back. That's just the truth of it. So uh, C.J. Anderson, I mean, he definitely could come back, and he definitely could be a, an important piece of the offense, but he's not a number one guy is basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, cornerback Sam Shields, who was uh, kind of a fun story last year and actually played pretty well, especially on special teams. He did a really good job on special teams, uh, especially I think the biggest play would be that fourth down reception he had against the Saints uh, in the NFC Championship game. Linebackers Rameek Wilson and Bryce Hager, I think, are both candidates to return because these guys also uh, perform really well on special teams. Defensive lineman Ethan Westbrooks, I think, is a candidate to return for sure. Some restricted free agents that I think will get uh, some offers here. We got safety Blake Countess. And Blake Countess, again, another special teams guy who's who's just really good on special teams. And when he does come into play on defense, doesn't do a terrible job. I mean, he could definitely be better on defense, but he's 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 okay. It, it, I don't want to die when he's in. Does that make any sense? I, like, I don't see Blake Countess come in. I'm like, oh, man, like, we're going to lose. Kind of like how I feel about Sean Mannion. So, uh, cornerback Troy Hill. Troy Hill has started games for the Rams and has played really well, but this last season didn't really look strong, so uh, I'm not totally confident that Troy Hill will return, but the Rams do, obviously, being a restricted free agent, the Rams do have options there. And then running back Malcolm Brown, I think that if C.J. Anderson doesn't return, that, that Malcolm Brown is almost is is almost critical at that point to bring back. I think you have to have somebody behind Gurley besides John Kelly and Justin Davis. Justin Davis, I'm not really that big of a fan of. Uh, he's he's kind of an exciting player in preseason and stuff like that, but uh, there's a reason we don't see him on Sundays during the regular season, and I trust the coaching staff in, in that regard. But Malcolm Brown uh, can definitely play some football. He's definitely a number two, but I like Malcolm Brown. And linebacker Corey Littleton, who I would be extremely shocked if he didn't return so I think that that news is coming, and uh, of course, you guys know where to get the news, uh, at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase, and then some exclusive rights free agents that the Rams have uh, that I think could return as well. Wide receiver Jojo Natson, I think he's kind of solidified himself in the return game, so I think he, he will at least get a another year with the Rams. And cornerbacks, Kevin Peterson and Dominique Hatfield, I think that those are two candidates to return. These are not guys that are going to, you know, come in and start and rip it up and look amazing, but they're they're solid players and, you know, as a, again, special teams. And, you know, I, I keep alluding to it, but Rams have a very good special teams and there's a reason for it. It's because they keep players that are good at it, even if they can't necessarily contribute in their positions. And then defensive end Morgan Fox, who I have as well. Uh, Morgan Fox, this might be just a little bit of a homer pick. I, I like Morgan Fox a lot, but, you know, it's it was unfortunate for him to tear his ACL, miss all of last year, but he's still a pretty decent player, and he he's much better, I think, than uh, some other guys that we've seen, like uh, like Matt Longacre, stuff like that, that can kind of, he can play stand-up, he can play defensive end, so I think he's a versatile enough player that the Rams do need to bring him back. 
Uh, but that is going to do it for the 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 free agency talk. We're going to get into some good stuff on Wednesday, though. I promise we'll get some good stuff on Wednesday. I feel like we're going to have some news for sure. But uh, we have a couple more fan cases for you. Nothing too nuts. Nothing too crazy here. But uh, let's go ahead and hop right in. So Michael wants to know, uh, do you think the Rams will insert Micah Kaiser next to Littleton at linebacker, or will we make a splash in free agency and sign Mosley from Baltimore type big name? So uh, the Rams definitely have the option to go into free agency. I personally really want to see Micah Kaiser play. I think that that guy, especially in the run game, which is where the Rams needed help, uh, he plays the run really well. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Mark Barron and sad to see him go still teardrop, but uh, Micah Kaiser way better against the run, and I think that if he could come in and play and also improve in his pass coverage, I think Micah Kaiser could develop into a pretty solid linebacker. Uh, but C.J. Mosley, I think, is absolutely an option, and it's kind of one of those names that, you know, for the for the last few years, I guess, we've been kind of throwing out names of free agents and stuff and guys who are available, and... You know, it, it feels like under a different regime, it'd be like, yeah, well, that would be cool, but obviously it's not going to happen. C.J. Mosley's absolutely a guy that can happen, and I feel like everybody kind of has that feeling. Like, it's very realistic that C.J. Mosley is a Ram, and if he's not, that's not too insane. It's not like a, they're not going to be like, what? He's not? Like, we didn't pick him up, but but if he does sign with us, it's going to be like, yeah, right on. We knew, we knew it. We felt it, you know? So uh, I, I think C.J. Mosley is absolutely an option for uh, for sure. Next one here from Michael. Do you think Okoronkwo starts at outside linebacker in 2019? I don't. I don't think he starts, uh, and that's because Abukam will be returning as well as I'm, uh, we're all assuming that Dante Fowler is going to return. So I don't think Okoronkwo is going to start in 2019 at outside linebacker, but I do think he does get some some active games finally and actually sees a football field so we can kind of see him a little bit, but... Uh, he's definitely going to need to just get a little bit better, obviously. And, you know, we can all say that we haven't seen this guy on the field. So how can I say that he's got to get better? Well, he's in practice all week with the coaches. If the coaches are not seeing anything about this kid, they're like, okay, we need to get him on the field. If we're in the playoffs and this kid's good, we need to get him out there. Uh, then there's no reason for us to be saying that because they see these guys day in and day out. They know what they're performing like. So uh, that's kind of my point on that. Uh, so he's obviously got to get a little bit better at least. And uh, I do think we'll see him this this season, which will be nice. Uh, next one, different Michael wants to know, uh, is Weddle really the answer in that secondary? He's 34 years old. No diss, but I hope he eats up any pass Russell Wilson throws. Uh, yeah, this is actually a Steelers fan, friend of mine. Sorry about AB, bro. But uh, 34 years old, you know, yeah, that's that's definitely up there for sure. Um, it's kind of an interesting sign. I was I was a little bit surprised, honestly, at that signing. I'm not. I don't hate it or anything. I was just kind of like my first thought, like after I saw that news come across, was like, really, Eric Weddle's a Ram? That's weird. Okay, but I'm okay with it. I just think that it's obviously a temporary fix. It's a band aid fix for a position that we've kind of struggled with this last year. So, um, you know, and as far as eating up Russell Wilson's passes, I think he can still do it, and you know, should be good. Should be good. <laughs> Uh, next one here. Uh, I really hope that Goff comes out swinging this year. I'm a Steelers fan, but I definitely enjoy watching that kid play. That's not a question, but um, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, Jared Goff is a pretty exciting player to watch. He's got a pretty solid deep ball. I don't know if you guys noticed this watching Jared Goff play. 
There's times when Jared Goff drops back and you can tell he's looking deep because his head's tilted back a little bit and there's a way that he releases the football. He steps into it more and he kind of turns his body a lot more than just his hips and you can just, you know, he saw something in the defense. He knows where he's going with the football. He's hitting somebody and it's probably going to be a pretty good pass. There's like a way to look at Jared Goff and the way that he he does these these deep balls and it's just kind of like it's amazing. Every time I see that, every time I see him hit that drop back and he hits that back step and just launches it, I know even though on TV we can't see what he's looking at, every time I've got all the confidence in the world that Jared Goff totally found somebody and, and we're going to hit a deep ball right now. Every time. So that's pretty cool stuff. I don't think I... Oh, I do have one more. This one comes from Tyler. Uh, who out of our defensive free agents do you see being re-signed? I see Fowler and a couple fillers. Bye-bye, Sue. I really... I Okay, so Sue did tweet that uh, he had this tweet. I posted it for you guys. He uh, he said, he said, uh, can you guess where I'm off to? And there was two options you could vote on this poll. Uh, one was Minnesota, and the other was the Arctic. So it's looking like Sue's going to be a Viking, and, you know, tampering aside, I guess that's cool for him. Uh, I didn't want him back, and I'm okay with him leaving for sure. I know that a lot of fans like him. It's, it's weird, because I don't feel like there's anybody... That's like indifferent on Indomitian Sue. I feel like you either absolutely love him or you absolutely can't stand him. And I'm on one of those sides, but I didn't want him back. And the reason I didn't want him back is because he played really, really well in the playoffs, which is great. You want people to play really well in the playoffs. But I'm not willing to, uh, if I was in the front office, I would not be willing to give somebody 14 plus million dollars a year to play in three games max. He will four games if you count the Detroit game because he really just showed up for that one. So I'm not going to give a guy a bunch of money to basically take, what is that, 80% of the games at half speed? No thanks. I'm not into that. And uh, I think that I would rather have somebody that's less talented that gives in more, gives more effort. That's just me. But, um, you know, as far as other defenders, I think, I think you're right about Fowler. I think that he absolutely returns. Uh, I think that the Rams do try to keep some of these corners, Kevin Peterson, Hatfield, uh, Troy Hill. I think that those are all guys that the Rams try to keep uh, to just to keep some depth there, even if they are candidates to be cut after the preseason uh, based on any other additions that are made at that position. Uh, and then linebackers, I think that uh, the Rams are already pretty thin at linebackers. So I think that trying to keep as many of those guys as you can is going to be important. The Rams' defensive line, I'm really not worried about. I think Michael Brockers, you know, he was a candidate for cap casualty uh, this offseason, but, you know, I think he's going to return, and I, and I really hope to see him more at nose tackle because I think that's kind of where he, I think that's where he just performs his best. And, and the Rams' defensive line was shifting constantly. You know, there was times where Donald was nose tackle, Sue was nose tackle, Brockers was nose tackle. They all just were all over the place all year long, so... I think that the Brockers played his best though when he was he was our nose tackle. So that's kind of you know Brockers definitely fits better in a four three. Just like most of our guys who have been here for a few years, because obviously this was only our second year under that that three four. So uh, we 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 built our front seven with guys who who were really good in the four three, and then we went away from it, and that's where we saw the casualties of. 
Quinn and Ogletree. And, you know, I think Brockers was about to be in that group, but I think the Rams are going to keep him around. But defensive line, I'm really not concerned about. I think the Rams have plenty of players at that position in that group uh, who can come out on Sundays and, and perform. So nothing too crazy there. Um, that is going to do it for me, though. That's it. A very short show for you guys. I'm, uh, I will be back on Wednesday, normal time for you guys, and uh, we'll be getting back on that regular schedule. It's just been a really weird couple of weeks in the, uh, at the sheriff station over here. So I uh, do apologize about that. We will get back on track and be on normal again. And then we'll, be, we'll, we'll all be happy. So I, so I see your messages. I see the tweets. I see the messages. I see the comments. I see it all. Trust me, I, I don't like waiting on Ram Showcase either. This is my favorite thing in the world. So uh, That is going to do it for me. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Got to keep it pretty simple for you guys. Uh, again, Wednesday we'll be back, so it'll be a kind of a short turnaround for you guys. Uh, but we'll be back on the regular schedule, and free agency starts Wednesday. So hopefully I got some really awesome stuff to talk to you guys about. And uh, for all the latest Rams signings, make sure you guys stay locked in on the Rams Showcase on social media, on Twitter and Facebook especially. That's where you get the news fast. And then on Instagram, once I get a chance to actually make the photos, then I post those, and those are pretty cool. They come out pretty nice, which is, which is good. Good stuff, good stuff. Alright, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.